Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Let's Go Besties podcast where we talk about everything with Jesus in the mix. This is your host, D, and we are back with another podcast. And for those of you who have been here before, you already know how we do it. But if y'all are new here, I just say welcome, welcome, welcome. Get ready to be challenged. Get ready to talk about some real things and get ready to just engage and to unwind right now. Are y'all ready? Y'all read the title and we are talking all about intrusive thoughts today. Um, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Intrusive thoughts is like a new title that I learned um, coming coming upon writing a blog about um what was it about i was going to be writing about being afraid of your own thoughts and as i started to do some research i came across something called intrusive thoughts and it just was literally the thing that i was looking for but i didn't know that they had this term for it so we're going to talk all about it i'm going to talk to y'all about what they are some of y'all all of us have experienced intrusive thoughts before but we're going to get into it. So y'all know how we do here. We're going to go ahead and go into prayer first. We have to invite our source. We have to invite our power in, you know. So let's do that now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for who you are. Lord, we ask that your kingdom come and your will be done here as it is in heaven. Lord, open up the eyes and the ears of our understanding so that we may see your glory. Lord, help us to sit back, relax, unwind, and speak to our hearts and our minds, Lord God. Let us hear you with our spirits, Lord God, not our flesh and not just our mind, but challenge our thoughts, Lord God, and help Help us to go into the subconscious mind and let you in. Lord God, give us a new way of thinking. Just as you said in Matthew 4, 17, help us to repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is here. Um, And we just thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Okay. So, intrusive thoughts. We're going to get into it straight. So, have you ever had an unwanted thought that popped into your mind? I know I have. Some of these thoughts, y'all, they they come and they go. But other thoughts, they seem to pop in your mind more frequently depending on what you're doing. Now, an intrusive thought doesn't have to be a bad thought. But it can be just a random thought. Like a random thought that just came out of nowhere like you can be washing dishes at your house and then you just automatically think something that you had no no intention on thinking on for example um let me see if i had an intrusive thought i actually had an intrusive thought yesterday when i was spending time with god i had an intrusive thought and it was all about something that happened in my past and when i tell you it had nothing to do with what i was reading i'm sitting here reading the beatitudes and then a blast from the past come up in my mind and I'm just like where does this even come from and I had to be like asking God like am I not over this or am I'm still holding on to this did I not forgive these people who was involved like what did I not forgive myself like what what's going on and these intrusive thoughts would really have you thinking like what is really going on for real so um honestly y'all all of us deal with intrusive thoughts daily Because, you know, we deal with millions of thoughts. Like, the human mind has 
thousands, millions of thoughts every single day. I'm gonna look up the real the number of what how many thoughts we have. It says that we have about seventy thousand thoughts a day. Seventy thousand, and other sources say that we have more than more than that. Some of them, some experts say that we. The mind thinks between 60,000 and 80,000 thoughts a day. And that's an average of 2,500 to 3,300 thoughts per hour. And, you know, we don't think about how many thoughts we have. We just have them. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of our thoughts daily can be intrusive thoughts. They It, it actually can be intrusive thoughts. So I'm a, let me get into what an intrusive thought actually is, like a, the definition that um, I, how it spoke to me. So the word intrusive. So the word intrusive means to cause disruption or annoyance by being unwelcome or uninvited. And it's an adjective behind the word intruder, which describes anyone or anything who enters the territory without permission. Okay, so that's what an intrusive thought is. It's a thought that just comes in and and it's just like, you're not even welcome here, so why are you here? You know, that's what an intrusive thought is. And everybody gets these thoughts. Don't let nobody tell you they don't get these thoughts because people get random thoughts all the time. And we get thoughts that it just really don't line up with who we are and um, what we've been thinking about or anything like they have really bad and dark thoughts that can come into your mind. And they have also really good thoughts that come into your mind. But for the sake of this podcast, we're going to talk about the not so good thoughts, the negative intrusive thoughts, because those are the thoughts that we need to like get a grip on so that and learn how to manage them so that they don't take over our life. OK, so a lot of people, you know, think that it's normal to have these type of thoughts and a lot of my research I came across was saying that there is nothing that we can do about these thoughts. Nothing we can do to stop them, but that's wrong. Okay? That's wrong. So if you ever look up intrusive thoughts and you are trying to figure out how to stop them and it says that you cannot do anything to stop them, that is a lie. Okay? So... Mental health disorders are the main things talked about right now when dealing with intrusive thoughts. But just because a person has a mental health disorder does not necessarily mean that they have to have intrusive thoughts. And just because a person does not have a mental health disorder doesn't mean that they don't have intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts are not subject to mental health disorders. Okay? Everybody, again, has intrusive thoughts because if you think about the word they are in it's an intruder like it's a thought that just randomly pops up but we're going to learn that sometimes it's not so random so a lot of people suffer in silence because they really feel like that's there's something wrong with me they're like what is wrong with me why am i thinking this why why would i think something so negative like this why would i think think this why why would why would this happen? And because the thoughts can get so dark, okay? And it drives so many people to drinking. It drives people to drugs. It drives people to overeating. And sometimes it it can drive people to the worst thing, which is suicide, because the thoughts do not want to stop in their minds. But 
I can tell you and rest assured that in Jesus's name, it stops here because you and I both are going to learn how to live and how to fight the enemy behind these intrusive thoughts because these intrusive thoughts are not happening by coincidence. Okay, so I gave you all a definition. And with that, I want to tell you all like it's more spiritual than you think. Like long, long before we were born. Let me tell you, God had a plan to extend his rulership to this earth through his kids. So if you've been listening to the podcast before, um, I got into what the gospel really is. And long story short, the gospel is uh, the story of really a big brother coming to earth, bringing back what his brothers and sisters lost. Okay, so it's Jesus bringing back the things that we lost during the fall, that Adam lost during the fall, which was dominion in the Holy Spirit. So Jesus connected us back to heaven, which is our home country, and he gave us dominion, which is our rulership. So that's really what would happen. That's really the gospel. He died on the cross, but that was the means to an end. He died on the cross to cleanse us so that we can be able to receive the Holy Spirit again. Receive is a grammatical construct. It means to get again. So that's that's what the gospel is. Not all the rest of stuff. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Yeah, he did, but that wasn't the reason behind you know, he didn't just die on the cross just to die on the cross. No, there was a reason behind why he did that. The reason behind, like, he, it was, it was, he was strategic in what he did. But anyway, we were born to extend God's rulership on this earth. So heaven is God's domain and earth is ours, right? Because Jesus is known as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the God of Gods. He is not talking about those who are in a monarchy. He is talking about all of us, all of all of humankind. We're kings, we're lords, and we are little gods, literally. When he had the bright idea to make us human beings, he spoke something very specific over us. He was like, in Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our image after our likeness to have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the livestock, over all the earth, and over every creepy thing that creeps on the earth. Like, you and me, we were created to rule, to dominate, to subdue, and to govern the earth and make it just, make it look just like our home country, heaven. If you don't believe me, heaven is truly our home country because before any of this that you see existed including the body that you live in you were in god first and you had got a taste of heaven because you were in god okay and the reason why you're on earth is just to just to extend your home country literally okay um, so the the moment God established the first man and woman is where we see the first interruption, the first intruder make his way. OK, so I'll, we're going to get into where intrusive thoughts come from, like the root behind it. OK, so y'all, I don't know if y'all heard, but there was a garden called Eden. And there was a man named Adam and a woman 
named Eve that were in the garden. That was the first humans to ever, you know, walk the earth, the first creation of of um, human beings. So y'all know they say add they say Eve ate the apple, which that doctrine is false, okay? Because Eve, although she did eat, it was not an apple and it wasn't up to it wasn't her that caused the fall. It was the moment that Adam ate. That's what caused the fall. So the moment Adam ate the forbidden fruit, we don't even know what type of fruit it was. Okay. It could have been a pill. It could have been um, a pomegranate. I heard recently that the fruit was called knowledge of good and evil. Okay. So we, it was not an apple. It didn't say a specific fruit that we know. It was a whole different breed of fruit. Okay. So anyway, the moment Adam ate the fruit, he forfeited dominion. And he unlocked many things, including intrusive thoughts. Okay? So many of the thoughts can be random. But some are really strategically planted in your mind and watered over time. Like, for example, there was certain things that were said to me when I was younger that um, people said constantly over and over and over one thing that's popping up in my mind is when I used to get called antisocial a lot I got called antisocial because I did not want to talk to certain people so in another person's mind that registered as antisocial and I kept hearing that over and over and over and over and over in my life to the point where I questioned it like am I antisocial Now, this could have very well been an intrusive thought that came in my mind. Anytime I didn't want to talk to somebody, the first thing that came into my mind is you're antisocial. That was an intrusive thought that was planted in my mind since I was a little girl. But it wasn't true. And you may have had somebody in your life that tried to destroy your dreams or said something really negative to you or told you that you were going to be just like your daddy you're gonna be just like your mom you're not gonna be nothing and all these thoughts that are said to us by people all these ideas so you may have gotten something like that when you were younger or even in your older age somebody implanted something in you and it was watered over time so whether it was intentional or not the words spoken to you probably still play in the back of your mind. The antisocial one, it does not play in the back of my mind because I know that I am not antisocial and I have to figure that out. Don't don't think that it just, oh, it just rolled off my back. No, I had to really like challenge that and ask myself, okay, am I antisocial? But no, I'm not antisocial. And a lot of, another one, y'all, is, oh, you so quiet. That's another intrusive thought that tries to come and um come for me okay that's another one that was in pl- that was that was planted and trying and people try to water it and people still say that to this day but it's so funny because i know what god called me to do and one of the things he called me to do is speak so it's just funny that you know the enemy would be <laughs> saying that i'm quiet to really get me to think that i'm quiet when i know i'm not i can be quiet but I'm not a quiet person. So I want to I want you to uh 
to be thinking about what it is for you that was spoken to you that is really that is really not true but you have taken on as a part of your personality because that's how intrusive thoughts starts to get embedded and another thing is it sounds like this i could never do something like that i'm not good enough why would i even think why would you even think you can do something like this you're nothing but a failure those are the things that intrusive thoughts sound like those are the ways that intrusive thoughts sound like and i'm not gonna lie to you guys like yes it's a spiritual battle it's usually a spiritual battle everything that we encounter in this life is spiritual because we are spirits first we're not our bodies by the way and i spoke about this in the podcast before but i'll just touch briefly on it we're not our bodies the body the body is the the least form of us while this world likes to focus on um our physical that is not who we actually are it's a part of who we are but it's not who we actually are if you realize what's going on in the world it's so superficial to where the world makes us look at our bodies and makes us think that we're just our bodies but no you are actually spirit first then you are a soul which composes of your mind your will and emotions and then the last part of you is your body because this is just the house you ever notice when someone dies their body is there, but they're no longer living. Why? That's because their their spirit has departed from their body. So they're no longer living. They're no longer legal here. So, um, yeah, none of that is a coincidence. So I'm not going to give the enemy too much credit, even though this is a spiritual battle, because we also have a part to play and in why intrusive thoughts remain. So... I really want you to think about a negative thought that always seems to play replay in your mind. What is that thought that that just constantly plays in your mind? It can hap- it can happen after e- an event. It can happen um at random. It can happen after a failure. For example, I'll give you one that plays in my mind a lot. So, an intrusive thought that I notice is that um it says I hate my life. Now, y'all, before before I get into exactly um, breaking down my intrusive thought, let me tell y'all something. Intrusive thoughts can sound like you. That's how slick they are. They can sound like you. It can sound exactly like your voice. But when you understand and know who you are in Christ and know who God has called you to be and know why you're here on this earth, you become you become more insightful of the intrusive thoughts like nah that's not even me that's not even that's not even that that can't that's not supposed to be here you know that that doesn't even line up with who I am and so it's really important to know who you are you know to get to know yourself and I'm not talking about just getting to know it like your likes and your dislikes no I'm talking about knowing who God called you to be knowing that you were sent here for a purpose knowing that if you don't know your your individual purpose knowing that you're you you are here to make this world this earth look like heaven that that's that's enough God will give you the rest, but just knowing that, you know, you are a masterpiece, that you are loved, that you are, you are holy without fault in his eyes and just things like that, the the things that, that cannot be shaken, the things that you always will be, no matter if you are 
um, working a six-figure job or a six-dollar job. You know what I'm saying? No matter if your 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 biologically family has given you up, or if you're or if you have so many so much family that 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 you can't even count. Like you have to realize who you are, so that you can understand. Like, okay, this don't even belong in the mind, in the king's mind, in the queen's mind. This doesn't even belong in a lord's mind. This doesn't even belong in a child of God's mind, in an heir's mind. So you gotta, you gotta get your mind together to the point where it's just like that. Don't even sound. That don't even match up with who he's called me to be at all. So you gotta challenge that because they will literally sound like you. This, it would sound like you so back to mine so I hate my life is a thought that comes up quite frequently for me and I'm aware that it's not my thought because I don't hate my life and it only happens right after I face disappointment setbacks and failures um I want to tell y'all the story because it wouldn't be authentic and raw of me to just bypass this story really quickly so just this week i faced this intrusive thought because i got i worked really hard on something and i got rejected and i and i worked on this for a long time and i put my all into it and i really thought i was going to get it this time and i got rejected and like this isn't my first time getting rejected this is like my fourth time getting rejected and rejection does not feel good rejection actually hurts rejection it it hurts especially when you gave your all to something and I didn't realize how much the rejection affected me and I when I tell you I started to to go down a path that that is not me anymore like you know how God can deliver you from something and then you go back to that thing and you're just like why am I doing this that was me this week like I'm like girl I said out loud y'all I said this is not even me no more so why am I what am I doing this for like things that God already delivered me from I found myself back in because I was reacting to the rejection and then the and then the intrusive thoughts were coming in and it is it's the one I told you I hate my life but there were others along with it saying that I will never be nothing and how I might as well quit and how you might as well not try again God can't use you and all these thoughts were just coming into my mind and it the stem and the root of it was the rejection and it and it happened because I allowed that disappointment and that setback and that failure to to really take a toll in my life like that's the thing about intrusive thoughts y'all they cannot really stay unless they get they're able to cling on to something that's already there and what I didn't realize at the time and at the moment was that because I'm always trying new things and because I am very persistent potential failure is inevitable so it's going to always happen but once I open the door for disappointment to sit instead of talking to myself and talking to God about it, the intrusive thoughts has room to take over me. And it's the same thing with you. Like if you allow yourself to bathe in that disappointment and to allow those intrusive thoughts to tell you how to feel, then you're going to 
you're going you have opened the door for intrusive thoughts to cling on to something to sit in your mind and even if you're questioning um a thought because intrusive thoughts can very well tell you like it, it can be very they can be sexually explicit they can they can they can be like um i've heard that they they have intrusive thoughts of like they'll have people walking down the street or crossing the street while you're sitting in your car waiting for them to cross the street and it'll say it'll say like really ugly thoughts like what what will happen if i run them over and things like that and it's really 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 it can get really really dark but you have to find out why Sometimes there is no why. It's just it's straight up the enemy. But sometimes it's something in us. It's something in us and we have to dig deeper. What I told y'all, the root of, of mine just this, this week was the rejection. You know, that was the root of mine. And what somebody on here can be struggling with worry. And as long as you are still struggling with worry and you're still feeding that worry because struggles happen but if you're feeding that worry then you you have given the intrusive thought and the enemy something that he can cling on to if he if your if your enemy let just let's put it practical for a second if the if your team like let's just say you play a sport let's go with football if your team if the opposite team know your plays do you not think they're gonna want to play stronger than yours do you not think they go they gonna block every every um every every one? Y'all y'all can tell I don't know nothing but football, but they gon even in basketball, they'll block they'll find a way to block every shot. They'll find a way because they know your weakness. They know what you are struggling in and they know they're 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 studying you. So that that's that's something that you have to uproot. You know, and you only can uproot it with the word of God. So if you're struggling with worry, it's time for you to get to the bottom of why that worry is plaguing you. Why? Why are you worried? What are you worried about? Once something is exposed to the light, it can no longer remain. You have to continuously expose that. It is not anything to be ashamed of if you have intrusive thoughts. Not, it's nothing. It don't matter how dark the thoughts is. Now, I get it. You don't want to go around telling people that you have thoughts of of because it can get dark because trust me i've had some very very dark thoughts that i would not share with people but you know it is not you that's not you thinking that that is definitely the enemy implanting those those thoughts but some of those thoughts are are you some of the thoughts are you like i'm saying like the um like with the thoughts of um I hate my life and stuff that that that's not me saying that that I hate my life I don't hate my life I actually don't like what's going on so the intrusive thoughts will use and manipulate some things some thoughts that you actually have so some of that is you holding on to something that is allowing those thoughts to plague you that's what I meant to say and one thing about our enemy is that he can't create anything one thing about Satan, he can't create anything, but he has to use what's already there. But guess what? Just like we we said in a previous podcast, God gave you dominion. We said it in this podcast, he gave you dominion and you already have authority over Satan. 
You already have authority over all of the earth. You have, you have authority here, okay? And, you know, Jesus bought back what Adam lost. So you really don't have to settle for negative intrusive thoughts, but you do have to do the work behind it. You do have to really, like, pay attention to yourself and understand, you know, maybe I did let my guard down. Maybe I did watch this show to let this in. Maybe I did... Um, um, not guard my heart against this thing. Like, we have to realize that we have a part to play as well. No, all the stuff is not you, but some of the stuff can be you by by means of what you're what you're doing and what's already there, what you haven't exposed, and so on and so forth. But I kind of gave a little bit away, but we're gonna keep going. It's all gonna tie together, y'all. So, a question that was. Um, asked is can intrusive thoughts be triggered the answer is yes besties and bestors intrusive thoughts can indeed be triggered they have certain environments certain smells certain stains certain stresses certain anxiousness all of this can attribute to these thoughts honestly there are also moments when you won't be triggered this is not this did not trigger an intrusive thought, but I just want to share this. I went to a bathroom um the other day I forgot where I was, but I went to this bathroom and it smelled so good it reminded me of my grandmother. It's it smelled just like her house. It smelled so good and I was like, "Oh, this reminds me of my mama." And you know, when you when you smell certain things or see certain things, it can bring up good or bad memories you know intrusive thoughts doesn't have to be bad but you know for the sake of this podcast we're talking about the intrusive the negative intrusive thoughts so yeah certain things can um trigger intrusive thoughts even conversations like if you had if let's just say you had um a bad breakup and like you talking to a friend and they say something that that was very similar to what your ex said or the same thing that your ex used to say and they don't know they don't know nothing about your ex and your 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 relationship but just because they said that a certain way it triggered you to go back to thinking about that ex you know what i'm saying and then it caused you to have an intrusive thought about that ex like you know what i'm saying or something that they said yes they can be triggered they can be triggered. And there's, like I said, there's moments that you won't be triggered. Because remember, this is a spiritual thing. And you do have a, a real enemy that would do anything to keep you from being who God created you to be. Like, dude don't want you to be who God created you to be. You already made it in the image and after the likeness of God. He already mad at you. So why would he play fair with you? Why would he even... You know, like, a lot of people could be like, well, why does the enemy not leave me alone? Because you look like God. It don't, it don't matter if you in the Bible or not. Things are going to happen. And he going to mess with you. If if you not trying to be on dual team, which I hope you not, but you're not trying to be on dual team, dude going to mess with you. And even if you're trying to be on his team, and he and he's going to play you because you look like God at the end of the day. You're created in the image and the likeness of God. You are a, a a little god like he's going to mess with you and he is real if even if you don't acknowledge him like he is he's real okay and also you know you have to remember that your patterns can attribute to your intrusive thoughts like if you committed 
to unhealthy behavior patterns, the these patterns can fuel the intrusive thoughts in your mind. All right. I'm I, I cannot y'all I can't I cannot talk about something that I'm not actually living. So I'm gonna be all the way transparent as as I always do with these podcasts. So one of my goals of twenty twenty three is to get up early in the morning, right? Every morning my goal is to get up at four o'clock. I have not been getting up at four AM every morning, but I notice when I do get up at four AM my day is very productive. My day goes smoothly. I am very vibrant, very cheerful, right? When I don't get up at 4 a.m. or close to 4 a.m., if I sleep in and I hit the snooze button constantly, I get up with a very, I get up with a disappointing mood. And it's not disappointing at no one else. It's disappointment at myself. And then it causes a downward spiral. And then the intrusive thoughts start to set in. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to do this. And all of these thoughts come in because of my unhealthy behavior pattern. Now, it's it can be something different for you. It don't have to necessarily, because everybody is not a morning person, you know. But whatever your pattern is, and if you've been telling yourself that you're going to do better and your actions are not following, you leave room for these thoughts to invade. Intrusive thoughts are not those, just those thoughts of those who have um, OCD, because that's a lot about what they talk about. It's not just those people, because like we said earlier, everybody has intrusive thoughts, whether people want to admit it or not. Everyone does. And like intrusive thoughts doesn't have to be really, really dark thoughts. It can really be just demeaning thoughts. Thoughts that just tell you like, oh, you're not going to be nothing. Oh, you're going to be just like your dad. Oh, you should have, could have, would have. And it just makes you feel bad. I, I believe the spirit of condemnation is another thing that comes in to in, to antagonize you with these intrusive thoughts. If those, some of you may not know what condemnation, it is something that is working against you to tell you all the things that you've done wrong. To tell you, to hold that against you like, oh, you'll never be enough. That's that's what condemnation is. It'll it'll tell you that you deserve punishment because you didn't do this. Okay? Even if you know God told you to do something, God will never tell you, "Oh, because you didn't do this, you're going to hell." Never will he will he ever sit there and tell you anything like that or that at all. I just wanted to throw that out there because I know some of you feel like if you don't do all do this do all, everything right and you don't get you don't hit every base exactly how you intended to do it then God will be mad at you or you're a failure. No, I rebuke perfectionists right now and I rebuke the spirit of condemnation right now because that's not the truth. But your unhealthy behavior patterns they can fuel intrusive thoughts in your mind. And if you are constantly hanging around people who bring you down instead of bring you build you up, you can open the door to these unwanted thoughts. You're the crowd of people you hang around, they they aid to your thoughts. It's a whole lot that can go into this. It's not just random thoughts that happen. Or because of your, because of, it's it's so much that can go into it. It's so much that can go into it. But a lot of times, it's either, it's either spiritual, 
the our enemy working against us the things that we've allowed to be planted in our minds and that we that that has been watered over the years or if we are aiding these thoughts in any way now none of these are are your fault so don't think that something is wrong with you okay and that's something that we're gonna get into next because another question that was asked is and does intrusive thoughts mean anything because a lot of us can get afraid i know when i was dealing with intrusive thoughts very heavily back in um I'll say 2017, I was dealing with intrusive thoughts very, very heavily, like really, really dark, dark thoughts that I would not share with anybody um, unless I was to have an intimate conversation about it. Because these are these are the thoughts that you don't want to share with people, like the, the nitty, nasty thoughts about because oh, it can get really bad, y'all, like it can get really really dark and bad and you can be really questioning like what's wrong with me why am i thinking this way and what i would just like to tell you is intrusive thoughts mean that you're you are human okay it means that you are human and there is nothing wrong with you and you are not alone in this okay these thoughts they don't reflect on your character these thoughts are not you they're not the real you, okay? They're not. They're not. Intrusive thoughts are also not the truth. Another thing about intrusive thoughts, they will make up a scenario. Sometimes your mind can get going. Your mind can get going. And um, it creates, if you don't control it, your mind will create a whole scenario that, that probably would never happen in a million years. For example, I'm going to use another one from me. I desire to have kids, right? I am a young woman. I have no kids. I am not married, never have been married before. But one day I'm going to have kids. A lot of people talk about, a lot of women that I've been around, they talk about pregnancy. And they always talk about the worst parts. They never talk about the best parts. Like, how does it feel to have a baby inside of you? I don't hear people talking about that. I hear people talking about the thing that I have a fear with that still, which is birth. I hear people talking about how it's excruciating and how painful it is and all of that. But do you know what I have to tell myself? I have to tell myself that was their experience. That is not my experience. And it doesn't have to be my experience. That's a way, that's a way that I block the intrusive thoughts. But um, what was I about to say? I was about to say is as long as... As long as that, 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 as long as I'm allowing that to be something I'm listening to, my mind can carry those ideas and formulate, formulate a mini movie in my mind about me having an excruciatingly pain, painful birth. Like if I, if I let that be embedded into my psyche, I will think and really fear birth when it's the natural thing. No, it's not going, it, it may not be, <laughs> it may not be a pleasant feeling. There's going to be a whole little human coming out of my vagina, but it doesn't have to be excruciating for me, as they say, because that was their experience, not mine. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta allow your, yourself to, to, to pick and choose what you take in. 
because intrusive thoughts they're not the truth they don't know they're not the truth they could just pop in your mind but they that don't mean that that's the truth just because they pop in your mind don't don't mean you have to let that take root because none of these thoughts have the power to make anything happen unless you're the one to act on them you got to remember this is going on in your mind yes your mind your mind tells your body what to do but that's why you have to understand that these thoughts are not you and you can't let them take root in your mind you cannot let them take root in your mind so that's why we're gonna get into how we can stop these intrusive thoughts because you are stronger than them remember you're the one that has dominion you're the one that god gave this earth to you're the one that is stronger because remember you're a spirit first then you're a soul and then you're your body okay you are not your thoughts you are not your thoughts so let's get into it y'all how do i stop intrusive thoughts so as we talked about negative and positive thoughts will cross your mind and you can manage both there are four ways that you can use that that i came up with to stop intrusive thoughts okay number one i'm going to all of these are based off of scripture because the word of god is eternal and this is the only thing that will last and it's the only thing that can cut between bone and marrow and it's the only thing that can really put a stop to intrusive thoughts nothing and not no one else could put a stop to intrusive thoughts let's knock that down right now you need the word of god you need the sword of the spirit you do so second corinthians 10 and 5 back in 2017 i needed this and it's the only scripture i had this is the only scripture i had and the only scripture that i was able to memorize um when those intrusive thoughts did not want to let me go so second corinthians 10 and 5 i will read um this scripture i'm going to read it in the esv version um so second corinthians 10 and 5 says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of god and take every thought captive to obey christ the take every thought captive to obey christ is what i really want y'all to focus on an intruder will not come in if he knows that someone powerful is in the home. Think about it. If you have someone in the home. No, let's let's go here. If you have a dog in the home. Ain't nobody trying to break in to deal with that dog. An intruder is not going to come to try to break up in that home because they know something powerful is in that home. Okay, when an intrusive thought pops in your mind, you got to pop that intrusive thoughts with some scripture, especially the scripture I just gave you. You have to make these thoughts submit to the word of God. You have to take every thought captive because they cannot stay in your mind unless you let it. Number two, you have to guard your heart above all else. Proverbs 4.23, we're going to go to it also in the ESV. All the things that's gonna are going to come from the ESV today. Proverbs 4, what did I say? In 23, it says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the spring of life. Let's look up the word vigilance really quickly. 
together. So we all learning together, y'all. Vigilance. It means the action or state of keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulties. That means you have to watch over your heart. And in this case, the heart is not the thing that's beating in your chest. When we're talking about the heart and scripture, when scripture is talking about the heart, the scripture is talking about the subconscious mind. It's not talking about the the um the beating thing in your chest. No, it's talking about your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind is where you truly operate from. And this is where the battle of the mind comes in. This is either where the enemy will reign or God will reign. There is no one in between because you are not reigning in that, in that area because you were created. <laughs> okay, so to guard your heart is to watch what you are allowing yourself to ingest. What goes in must come out. And that just that's not just with food. What goes in through your eyes and your ears has the potential to live in your subconscious mind long after its expiration date. You know, what what goes in must come out, right? If you eat food, that food gonna pass through you. But sometimes it takes longer for food to digest. I know when I used to eat um beef and I um ate hamburgers off the grill. Those hamburgers took a long time to process in my body, and they didn't come out for a couple of days. So the things that you look at and the things that you listen to has the power to embed in your subconscious mind. I'm going to tell you all something else from my life personally. So I was watching this show. I'm not going to name the show because, you know, yeah. I was watching this show, and it was a crime show. I'm going to just say that. And this crime show, although it was... It has a good plot in the storyline and it's, you know, telling the story of someone's life. I noticed that the 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 um the show was invoking fear into my life. It was inviting fear into my life. And I'm like, why am I scared right now? Like, what I'm scared for? And it's because I was watching that show. So you really got to take inventory about what you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're engaging in. Because certain movies, certain shows, certain podcasts, certain videos, they just shouldn't be ingested. Another thing, y'all, let me tell you because this is for somebody. I know I'm not about to say this for no reason. So I used to love listening to sex, sexual music. Something about just sexual music was just my thing. Like Trey songs. Chris Brown, when he had the, the little albums and the little songs. Um, who else? Who else was on the playlist? They had some, um, <laughs> who else was on the playlist? They had some Lloyd. They had some, uh, Pretty Ricky. All of them. Okay. All of them. Now, my issue was, I was still, um, dibbling and dabbling in pornography. Okay. Start stop that, but still wanted to hold on to the sexual music, thinking that oh no, I could just listen to this. This not doing me nothing, and then I realized that it was doing me something, right? It was waking up or resurrecting that old that old girl that used to watch that porn and that used to masturbate. It was it was waking her up. Okay, so what I had to do was I had to cut that out. So now. What I'll do is when I'm watching certain movies and certain shows, I'm not watching nothing that got to do with sex. I'm not watching stuff with sex scenes in it. 
I I barely could watch stuff that got kissing in it. You know why? Because I know what that can do. That can wake up a part of me and then I have a down moment and I'm going to watch porn. We are not as strong as we think we are. We're not. So we have to cut out these things. We have to cut it out. We have to cut it all the way out. We have to guard our heart because some of these things will entice us. We are weak. We are weak. We are we are weak. And you know, people who are disciplined, they don't deal with certain things. You, you wonder why they're disciplined. They don't have certain things around them. So if you're struggling with trying to quit watching porn, take inventory of what you're listening to. Take inventory of what you're watching. You might need to cut out the shows, even if they got a little kissing in it. Like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I have watched... um stuff with sex in it but i skip it i skips it if i if i see that coming i have to skip it like i had watched um pretty woman with uh what's her name the comedian i don't i don't know her name right now but i watched that and she had a um they had a sex scene in it and i said oh no ma'am and i'm not gonna turn the movie up but i'm sure you're gonna skip this because i know me if I let that into my 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 uh spirit, then it's going to wake up my uh my will emotion, and then it's gonna wake up my body, okay? And I would rather it not my spirit, y'all, my my soul. If I if I that's gonna wake up my soul, and my soul gonna entice my body and say, baby, you remember? And then I might be right back where I started. Uh uh-uh. uh. So that's just to say, like, guard your guard your heart. When it comes to these intrusive thoughts, because very well, the things that are on these videos, these things that's on these shows and things that's on these podcasts, it can wake up things from your past and trigger you and you can give leeway to these thoughts. Okay. And I don't want that for you. You have to guard your heart. Okay. Guard your heart because intrusive thoughts can come all kind of ways. Okay? Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard it. Okay? Alright, number three. Replace the darkness with light. Alright. For every negative intrusive thought, I want you to speak back to it out loud with light. So this is going to take you to um, do a little homework because when I'm speaking of light, I am not talking about just anything. Again, you can't do nothing but without the word of God because that's the, that's the eternal thing. I'm talking about speaking his word over what just happened. Okay? What just what, what it just tried to tell you. Okay? Um so for example, a thought that tried to say, "Oh, did you nothing?" No. No. That's not true. I am created in the image and the likeness of God. So I am something. Boom, bomb, pale. Like, that is that simple. Or another one. Oh, do you ugly? No, baby, I am not ugly. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. How about that? And that is God's word. It don't have to, you don't have to speak in tongues and go do a full-fledged um five-page pearl. No, you could just it could be that simple even if if it comes to saying something like um you should 
you should do this. And you know that goes against what God told you. You can just say no. God said. And proceed to say whatever he said to you. But you have to speak back to that darkness. And you have to expose it. Because darkness, if you notice, darkness lives in darkness. It lives in darkness. Darkness can't thrive in the light. If something if something is in your house, let's just say my little dog. If I had something on the floor... If I had something on the floor and I had put like, oh, let's just say I was eating something and I had put the bag on the floor and I left out the room and I was about to return right back to the room and my dog is in my bag and the lights off. As soon as I turn the light on, she exposed. Oh, and a dog, it was fine. But she exposed now. And I see you eating my food. Eating my leftover. <laughs> I see you. Even though I was finished with it, I see you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you got to expose it. And you got to do a little homework because you got to figure out what God has said already over you. You know, you have a whole Bible full of stuff. I know some of y'all don't like to get into it, but that's that's something that you're going to have to do because you want to fight against this, right? You want to win, right? So, yeah, once, once, Darkness is exposed to the light. Darkness be running. And running with his tail between his legs. And this is not a one-stop shop, y'all. Like, this is something that you're going to have to keep going and keep getting used to. because, And keep doing. Because you're not just going to have intrusive thoughts one day. Or even one hour of the day. No. You got to stay on. So you got to stay ready. You, you got to stay ready. You ain't trying to. You getting ready to stay ready. This is. This is. This is the end game because you got to retrain your mind. So when these thoughts do come, you can go from, oh, that sound like me. Oh, I really think I'm a, I really think I'm a failure. No, that's not. Oh, it said that said I'm a failure. No, that's not me. That ain't me because I'm not a failure. You heard me like you got to really like be on game with this because it'll really try to make it seem like that you are saying it because it sounds like you it sounds like you in your mind but it's not really you because that's not how you think so you got to replace that darkness with the light okay and number three kind of goes hand in hand with number four i'll explain it to you as we keep talking so number four would be to identify your triggers so hosea four and six we're gonna go to it right now remember that we are in the esv version we are in the ESV version and we are going to Hosea 4 and 6. So it says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you from being a prince to me. A priest, excuse me, for me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Okay, so all of this is saying is God's people, they're destroyed because of ignorance. When you don't know something, you get destroyed. When you don't know something, something else has the advantage over you. The intruder has an advantage over you. When you don't know that you can shut this down, people can sit there and tell you that these intrusive thoughts, you can't do nothing about them. When you, when, when you, when you don't know, when you're ignorant to it, you can get taken advantage of. You can be living in a situation less than... Less than what you deserve, but because this is all you know, you settle for it. The devil is a lie. My besties and my besties will not settle for these intrusive thoughts. So as long as you're ignorant to it, 
you leave room for the enemy to plague on you, plague on you with these intrusive thoughts. So you got to identify your triggers. Identify what is it that triggers you. Like I told y'all earlier, with me, disappointments, failures, setbacks, that's going to trigger one that that is that's always going to be on the road until I until I um shut it down and it's going to keep going until I shut it down like I the hate I hate my life every time that thing say that I have to talk back to it because it's not the truth I have to talk back to it so I identify that that's a trigger for me when I get disappointed when there's a setback or a failure but for me that will always happen it will always happen. I'm always going to be failing at something because I'm always trying new things. I'm always going to probably have a setback because I'm not operating on my own time. But I don't have to allow a disappointment to stay there. I can get disappointed, but I don't have to allow and bathe in my disappointment. You know what I'm saying? So you got to identify your triggers. What makes you tick? What, make, what, what causes you to feel the way you feel? What is that unresolved Thing that happened in your childhood happened yesterday happened uh two weeks ago that you're still you may not have dealt with that you just moved on from that is causing you to um have these intrusive thoughts what is it what is that thing that you're ignorant to because any area you're ignorant to that area is gonna run your life like, if you're not good with money, you don't come up with a budget, and you don't stay on that, baby, that that area going to run your life. you always going to be, like, at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to that until you take it upon yourself to fix that area, you know, to get wisdom on the area, to get light. Okay, so the reason why I said three and four is going to go hand in hand which number three remember is replace the darkness with light and number four is identify your triggers so darkness another word for darkness in a hebrew is um ignorance and another word for light is knowledge notice what i hosea four and six says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge your enemy the like the satan the satan thing he thrives on what you don't know so so the people that saying that when i was doing my doing the research you can go do research on intrusive thoughts for yourself as well you will find that people say that you cannot do anything about this but i'm here to tell you that you can because the word of god stands the test of time and he said what you can do and i'm only getting the word from him so that was a lie so if you're really thinking that there's nothing you can do, there's nothing you can do. But since you're being told this light about there is something you can do, then you would now have knowledge to apply. If you don't know nothing, if you don't know nothing, if you're ignorant to stuff, you're you're in darkness. But the moment you get some knowledge, the moment you get light shed on the area, the moment when you start looking up things for yourself and questioning things and understanding things for yourself is the moment you have light and, and Satan can no longer really mess with you in that area. And that's what I want for you, besties and bestoids, because I don't want you to perish. I don't want and perish does not mean go to hell. That's not what that means. My people perish. My people fail. My people um have less than what they what they um have less than what i want them to have my people don't live up to the potential that i have set for them because of 
lack of knowledge, you know. And um, yeah. So y'all got you gotta identify your triggers and get as much knowledge as you can, not from other people always. Crack open a book, go watch a, go listen to a podcast that's actually feeding you with the word of God. Go listen to um a podcast that's aiding you. Go listen to a video that's aiding you. Go listen to something that you can actually glean and learn from, you know. So I'm gonna give y'all six scriptures to take home to take home with you (laughs) six scriptures y'all to um be able to defeat intrusive thoughts these are six scriptures so i gave y'all um i gave y'all all all these scriptures already well most of them i gave y'all most of these scriptures already but i have added like three more so the first one is second corinthians 10 and 5 and it says we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion that's raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. That's number one. If if you don't get any other scripture, y'all, get that one. Because as long as you have that one and you recite that one and then you remember what God has told you, then baby, you're going to be good. Okay, you just got to keep going with that one. But all of them are good because you you will defeat intrusive thoughts in the name of Jesus. I'm believing it. I'm believing it for all of us under the sound of my voice, including me. Okay. so the second scripture I have for you is Philippians four and eight. Um, I'm not sure. I think this is an NIV version. Um, So I will go to um, I had told you all everything is ESV. So I'm going to go to the ESV because I'm not going to like front on my promise to y'all. So, Philippians 4 and 8. Let's see what that say. Philippians 4, 8. Okay. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. Now, um, I almost want to do a Bible study with y'all because I like to break down scripture. I really do. So, um, it's interesting. So I'm like, okay, well, what is true? What is honorable? What is just? What is pure? What is lovely? What is commendable? What is, what is excellence? Like what, what is actually worthy of praise? Like those are the, those, that is how my mind is wired right now. Um, so you know, y'all can do that on your own time to really think think and look up what is what are these things, you know, and make sure you're keeping it with the word of God. And actually, let's see. I want to see really quick, y'all, to see what is. Hmm, that's interesting. OK, so the next scripture I will give you guys is Hosea 4 and 6 again. And that is. It says, we're going to go to it again because I am not going to give y'all the wrong thing. I can paraphrase, but I want y'all to have the real, real. So it says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I reject you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Now I want to touch on, I want to touch on the um because you have rejected knowledge i reject you from being a priest to me so god will reject reject you and right here (laughs) right here it means that 
I'm not going to use you. If you... Okay, just think about this for a second. If you are representing a company and they're sending you out to do a presentation, you're going to learn everything that you can about the company that you're working for. And you're going to know your stuff, right? You're not going to go and embarrass that company. And and you're not going to go out there blindly without doing your homework, right? You're going to learn what you need to do so you can present to these people so that, you know, you can share in the accomplishments and the success of the company that you're representing. The same thing goes for God. Like, God don't want you out there saying, thus says the Lord and the Lord told me to do this. And you don't know nothing. And you ignorant. He will not let you go out and embarrass him. He will not allow you to to bear his name like that. Like, he's not going to send you out there without you being equipped. And he's not going to allow you to go out there if you haven't even cracked open the book to even see what he's saying you haven't even not just the bible i'm talking about the thing that he is calling you to he's not going to allow you to to look to be out there and talk talk a whole bunch of nonsense no you gotta know your stuff and if you don't know your stuff he's not going to he's not going to use you he's going to reject you and then and then he's going to reject your kids Okay, because all you, if you are ignorant, if you don't know nothing, you're just going to pass that same thing down to your kids. And then if they choose not to get the knowledge, they're going to pass that down to their kids. And it's just going to be a whole generation of people that God just like, nah, can't use you until you get some knowledge. And that's all the scripture is really saying. Like, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And if you reject knowledge, I got to, I can't use you. Like, I can't use you in that area. Like, so it's very important for us to get all the knowledge that we can, not rushing or anything, but taking our time and getting the knowledge that we can so that we can be equipped for God, for what God has called us to. We don't want God to not use us in the area because, you know, we don't know, you know. So, for example, because I don't want nobody coming at my neck and y'all can come at my neck if y'all want to because I know my stuff. So... Paul, let's use Paul, and and let's use Peter. Peter, he was a fisherman. Y'all know Peter. Peter that walked on the water. Peter that had rejected God, or rejected Jesus, and then he was an apostle. Peter that cut the ear off. So Peter, you know, Peter was a fisherman, but and Peter was used, but he was not used to the capacity of Paul. Why? Because Paul has been through more experiences than Peter. Let's like like this. And it's not, it don't always come down to to it like this cuz God can use whoever he want, but he's not going to allow you to embarrass him like I'm saying. You have to practice. If you're singing, you have to practice. If you're if you're 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 graphic designer, you got to practice. Is you can't just short short sell yourself when it comes to doing stuff for the Lord because at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is there to help you not to do it for you okay he's there to help you not to do it for you you have to put forth effort too he's going to help you and enhance what you already have but he's not going to do it for you You have to study you have to you have to practice your craft you have to practice your craft so um I'm gonna just let it let it go right there because he didn't spoke and I'm I'm not about to go on top of what he said because I'm when I tell you that came up out of me so strong. Okay, yes, Lord. 
Proverbs, because he ain't talking to just y'all. He's talking dead to me too, because like y'all know, y'all know. So the next scripture is Proverbs 4 and 23, which we already had Proverbs 4 and 23 throughout this um, podcast, but we're going to go to it again. Proverbs 4 and 23. Do y'all remember what it say? This is the one that says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. And I kind of want to read a different version because of this one, because it really means to guard your heart, guard your heart. So I'm going to read the NLT. So it, cause it actually says it, it says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. So what, like I told y'all in this scripture, and usually when it comes to the heart in the Bible, it's talking about your subconscious mind. Because what you think in your heart, that is you. There's another scripture. So what a man think it in his heart, so is he. If you think that you're not going to be nothing in your subconscious mind, you ain't going to be nothing. If you think that all you deserve is a, a nice car, a nice house, and a couple of kids, that's all you're going to get. You're not even going to be able to fathom the, the 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 beauty of what God actually has for you. So if you don't want it, if you don't if you don't want the the gift that he's giving you, you don't want to keep exploring, then you're not going to get it. You're not. So you have to you know, guard your heart above all else because your subconscious mind is you. What you think in your psyche, your subconscious mind, your undermind, that's you. Your conscious mind is listening to me right now. Your subconscious mind is collecting the things that I'm saying. And if you believe it, okay, that's what's going on with your subconscious mind. And a lot of the times we got to go ahead and weed out what we're thinking. And always put new material in now because at the end of the day, we... We are what we think, you know. Your thinking can change, but your subconscious mind, that's a rough thing to battle. You got to allow Holy Spirit to um, renew your mind because, baby, that subconscious mind, once you think something and you believe something, you've been believing it for a long time, it's kind of rough to uh, change your belief system. But it's possible. It ain't impossible, but it's possible, okay? Not on your own, though, all right? All right, so another scripture is... First Peter 5 and 8 that I have for you. We're going to go to it again in the ESV Bible. So First Peter. Look by Peter. We just was talking about Peter. Hey Pete. First Peter 5 and 8. It says, be sober minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to leave that one there. I'm not going to go ahead and expound on onto that one. But what I will tell you is when you are reading scripture, be sure to read before the text and after. Because a lot of the times we can just take a scripture and think that's what it is. But we don't count the... We don't we don't usually count 
who they are talking to, who, what time of, what time was this, of year was this, where are, where's the location? We have to take all that into play. And I heard this before. If you do not read the context behind the text, you are conning yourself out of the text. Okay? That was from Mr. Michael McClure out of Alabama. Okay? He said that. And that's so true. Like, if you don't read the beginning before and you you don't read after, then you're going to con yourself out the text. That's just like if you go and read one, one like like what they do on the headlines. They'll take one part of the story and make it the headline, and then that's not even what happened. No, if you're going to get in a word, you got to be serious about getting in a word and reading it for yourself and actually understanding what this is saying for you, not for what nobody else said, because people could come with all kinds of revelation, but that don't mean God saying this for you. God, That don't mean God telling you that, okay? So I won't even touch this one. Because I want I want you to go to that one to understand what it says for yourself. And I think the other one, too, um, I'm not going to touch. Because I, I, I believe that you need to go and see what God is saying to you with these scriptures. So the last one I'll give y'all is Romans 13 and 14. Again, we're going to go with the ESV version. You don't have to use the ESV version, by the way. You can use whatever version you want. I'm just going to the ESV version because that's my, that's the NLT and the ESV version Bible is my, my two that I flip-flop with the most. So just to keep it cohesive throughout this whole podcast, I decided to go ahead and keep it with the ESV and I, I did read the NLT to get that guard your heart but Romans 13 and 14 is where we're going next in the the ESV so it says but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires now you should understand because this scripture starts with a but you have to read what's before it. This is literally the last line in the chapter. The last line in chapter 14. I mean chapter 13. So you have to read what's before it. You have to. Um, if you really want to understand what's the underlying meaning of this. And you have to. Let me give you all a tip. You cannot read scripture one time and think you got it. No. This not your word. This not my word. And I didn't write this. I didn't inspire this. You didn't inspire it, so you don't know what it's saying for real. It's so much deeper than what the words say. It's like a treasure hunt when it comes to the word of God. It really is. So um, that's all I have for y'all today with the intrusive thoughts. I know we um we stayed with each other for a long time. I hope hopefully y'all enjoyed this podcast and y'all got some real good insights on what intrusive thoughts are, what you can do to um stop them where they come from and you know um i helped y'all out a little bit and um yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and pray again and we're gonna get up out of here so father god we thank you for the light that you have given us we thank you lord god that you imparted your knowledge into our minds we ask you lord god to help us to deal with these intrusive thoughts your way lord god by doing what you've already spoken to us lord help us to use your word and to be diligent about coming to you in your word so that we can do what you you intended us to do and not be be bombarded by these intrusive thoughts lord you sent us here to colonize the earth to make earth look just like heaven lord god and each and every one of these individuals on here will 
be exactly who you called them to be and they will set out to do what you originally intended for them to do so god we say thank you we rebuke the enemy right now we rebuke the devourer we rebuke satan lord god and we ask you lord god to help us to you know put the full armor of god on so that we can pray to you so that we can walk in our um dominion we can be who you call us to be and we can actually live on this earth as you intended lord god even though we're not in a specific place called eden lord you made your home with us so we just thank you lord god and we thank you for the knowledge again that you imparted unto us about these intrusive thoughts let us put put these um things these practical steps in place and help us to Really guard our hearts, our, God, our subconscious mind. Lord, we invite you into our subconscious mind. We ask you to take over on this day, Lord God, and help us to defeat these intrusive thoughts one step at a time, Lord God. We thank you. We honor you, Jesus. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our wonderful counselor and the one that comes alongside of us, just like um, a paraclete, Lord God. We thank you that we're never alone and that we have the victory we're destined to win because you got up jesus and we thank you for giving us back what we needed um which is our dominion and the connection to heaven which is through holy spirit for anybody who does not um who does not know um about holy spirit i will i would love to extend an invitation to um to you right now to accept jesus christ as your lord and savior once you accept jesus christ as your lord and savior the door opens to everything because he is the door and you can be connected with heaven like you were originally designed to be so um the bible says in romans 10 and 9 that all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that god raised jesus from the dead and you can be saved um and you can be put back into your right restored to your rightful place in heaven will come make his home with you so um if you would like to do that right now i would like to say a prayer that you can feel free to repeat after me it's a short little prayer no pressure you know what i'm saying it's just mean it with your heart okay so lord jesus i repent i thank you for coming living dying and rising again just for me i thank you lord for coming into my life as bestie forever i believe that you lived that you died and you rose again with all power just for me and i just invite you in i ask you to come in and dwell with me as my bestie forever, as well as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations to you. You is on a winning team. Holy Spirit has came and imparted and made himself home with you. And now you have the opportunity to live like you were intended to live. Okay, I thank y'all for listening, my besties and my best stories. And like I always say at the end of the podcast, remember that you are destined to win because he got up. In truth of thoughts, you have no match for Kingdom Kids. All right, y'all.
Peace.